Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. The pro-life movement in America is making historic inroads into the African-American community. Today we interview Alveda King, the niece of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and the outreach director for Priest to Life up next. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. Let's get right to our interview with my newsmaking guest, Alveda King, who is uh, an activist, a lifelong uh, Christian and dedicated not only to uh, the African-American freedom movement, of course, she's the niece of Dr. Martin Luther King, historic family, and her father, Alfred Daniel Williams King, was also a leader in the movement for equality back in the 60s, but now she is leading Priests for Life along with our dear friend, Father Frank Pavone. She is the Director of Pro-Life Outreach to the African-American community. Welcome, Mrs. King, how are you today? Well, in Jesus' name, Dr. Chaps, I'm blessed and highly favored. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. Now, you are an ordained minister, and I assume you're Protestant, but you're working with Priests for Life, which is a Catholic organization. You and Father Frank, I met you recently in Atlanta at CNP, and I am so privileged to interview you. I think this is a historic moment for our viewers to get to know you a little bit and learn about your outreach. Talk about Priests for Life and how you interact with them. Well, it was so wonderful, of course, to meet you in Atlanta. I had my mother there at a very special reception. My mother, Mrs. Naomi Ruth Barber King, also has a book. I have a book called King Rules. I have several, but that's the newest. And Mother, A.D. and M.L. King, Two Brothers Who Dared to Dream. And of course, uh, Mother Naomi, Daddy A.D., Daddy King, Mama King, Uncle M.L., and the whole family. We've been civil rights activists and preachers for much of our lives. And so I preach the gospel. I'm a member of Believer's Bible Christian Church in Atlanta, Georgia, under Pastor Alan McNair for 27 years. And yet, like my uncle said, he had a dream. Martin Luther King said that he had a dream that Protestants and Catholics and Gentiles and Jews would join together and sing free at last. And so I'm very happy to be working with Priests for Life to educate the African-American community, the nation, and the world about the harmful impact of abortion. Well, thank you for taking that stand. Talk about abortion as it impacts the African-American community. What should they be aware of that maybe they don't know? Much of the African-American community has not known that abortion was part of a design of genocide and eugenics and highly supported by the founder of Planned Parenthood, Margaret Sanger. She's deceased now, but she was the founder, and she said that colored people are like weeds. They need to be exterminated. We don't want that word to get out, so let's cultivate some of their leaders. And they came up with this Planned Parenthood scheme. 
having the African-American community believe that they wanted to help the community. But you cannot help the people by killing the people. And so Father Frank, of course, often says that, I say that, and we work together to educate the African-American community, the national community, and the global community. Abortion kills a baby, often hurts, and sometimes kills the mother, and it also disturbs the legacy of the father and it hurts the community. So we know this, and I work with the Silent No More Awareness Campaign, Rachel's Vineyard Healing Ministry, um, Director of African American Outreach with Priest for Life, and even in my ministry as an evangelist, I often say, Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly, and God instructs us in his word to choose life. I remember meeting your dear mother in Atlanta, and and learning about your father. Would you talk about your father and your uncle and the partnership that they shared in the civil rights movement? What many people do not know, they were so close as brothers. There is also a sister, Christine King Ferris, she's still living, but the brothers live together in heaven now. And uh, they were civil rights leaders during their lifetimes and Baptist preachers, fathers and good husbands and just wonderful people who love the Lord. Uh, not perfect any more than David was perfect or Paul was perfect or you are perfect or I. None of us are perfect, but what perfects us is the love and blood of Jesus and serving God and accepting Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And they did that during their lifetimes. You know, both of their homes were bombed. Um, Martin and Coretta's home was bombed in the 1950s in Montgomery. A.D. and Naomi's home was bombed in 1963, um, May 11th, the night before Mother's Day, in Birmingham, Alabama. They marched together, they went to jail together. Uh, there were so many things they experienced together, and Martin was shot in 1968. In 1969, my daddy, A.D. King, one week after he walked me down the aisle, was found dead in our swimming pool with a bruise on his head and choke marks around his neck and bruises all over his upper torso. Well, I suppose that makes him a martyr if he was murdered for his witness for Christ and also for his stand for civil rights. Uh, you know, your family has all of our respect and I'm sure the, the respect of the nation. Now, talk about the civil rights movement then and maybe this new movement, the civil rights movement that you're in now, for example, marching in, in the March for Life every year, uh, do you, employ the same vision and some of the same tactics? What, where do you see this going? I fully support peaceful, nonviolent conflict resolution. And sometimes you engage the community by informing and educating and activating the community. We certainly use those same principles, the prayer, the, uh, we have to be undergirded and covered in prayer worshiping Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and then to bring forth those same standards that are in the Bible. And so for life, of course, God says that the blood of the innocents cries out to him. And of course, we are instructed to choose life. And Jesus, of course, said, let the children come unto me, and certainly not by way of abortion. And so certainly I'm definitely pro-life. My uncle Martin Luther King Jr. was pro-life. His wife, Coretta King, was not. She was pro-choice like Mrs. Barbara Bush and Mrs. Laura Bush. But Martin Luther King Jr., my dad, A.D., my granddaddy, are very pro-life. My mother today is also very pro-life. And um, I was not always pro-life. My mother was not. But after we heard the truth, 
and we were taught the truth by the preachers in our family. Uh, we embraced life very much during our lifetimes. Well, now and, you're, you're leaders in that movement. Uh, we're gonna take a short break. When we come back, I'm gonna ask you a little bit about Planned Parenthood, and we're gonna talk about your book, King Rules, right after this short break. Discerning the spirits that rule our politicians, Dr. Chaps will be right back. Are you pro-life? Do you believe that abortion kills innocent children? If so, I want you to take action today and sign a petition at PrayInJesusName.org. Here's three petitions we need you to sign. The number one is to stop Planned Parenthood from getting your taxpayer dollars. Did you know they've received now $487 million in your taxpayer dollars? I don't think that's right. They use that money to facilitate 329,445 abortions, not really to pay for adoption or mammograms, but just to kill innocent children. Sign a petition today at PrayInJesusName.org. Here's number two petition we want you to sign, and that's to defund Obamacare. This bad healthcare law is now forcing Christian employers to pay for contraception, sterilization, and abortion pills free of charge for all their employees, or the Christian employer has to pay a $100 fine per day per employee. That's gonna bankrupt our friends like the Hobby Lobby Corporation, Christian business owners, and even Catholic hospitals now are being forced to pay for abortions. The Obama administration is now promoting the Plan B abortion pill over the counter for children as young as seven years old. Here's petition number three we need you to sign at PrayInJesusName.org to help pass Senate Bill 583 the Life Begins at Conception Act. This personhood bill, introduced by my friend, Senator Rand Paul, can actually defend life and help overturn Roe versus Wade. Take action today. I know you care about the unborn, but please sign a petition today at PrayInJesusName.org. We will fax that petition free of charge to your congressman. Sign a petition at PrayInJesusName.org. Take action today if you're pro-life. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. You know, Jesus says in, I think it's John chapter 10, that the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come, Jesus came, that you might have life, and life more abundantly. And so I do discern the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ upon our guest via Skype today. I believe she's traveling in Louisiana. Alveda King is with us, and she is the African American Outreach Director for Priests for Life. Alvita, thank you so much. And could you talk for a moment? You were mentioning Planned Parenthood and how Margaret Sanger, you know, started that with the vision to exterminate the African American population. And now today we see government funding of Planned Parenthood in just about every urban inner city. You can go there and find a Planned Parenthood center. What do they do and, and what should we know about that? Over at Priest for Life, as Director of African American Outreach, I've been engaged and have been involved in engaging the community in a campaign called Defund Planned Parenthood. We have worked with Students for Life, the National Black Pro-Life Coalition, Susan B. Anthony List, uh, many of us, many of our organizations working together. Planned Parenthood receives in United States tax dollars over $1 million a day. Now they say that they don't use that money to, to perform abortions, but what they do is to take that money 
and to do all of their other things that they need to do so that that frees their other money up to put towards the abortion and the harmful uh, hormone manipulating so-called birth control uh, products that they, they promote. And so what they're promoting is death control and to kill the little babies, to hurt the mothers sometimes, and it's a very terrible thing. They uh, were also very closely affiliated with something called the Negro Project prior to the legalization of abortion by Roe versus Wade in 1973. And that particular project was convincing men and women to be sterilized by uh, tubal ligation or vasectomies. And they said you could be a credit to your race if you don't go around having so many babies. And they made those procedures either free or low cost. So there are just so many things that Planned Parenthood has done. Uh, we work with several people who once were Planned Parenthood abortion providers or working within the abortion industry. And so many of them admit that. Uh, Carol Everest, for example, owned birth control um, clinics and, and abortion mills, and she said she was responsible for 35,000 abortions herself. And she talks about in the film called, in the film Blood Money. Uh, I'm in that film, also My Offer 21, another documentary. So if you want to get more information on these subjects, you can certainly go to African American Outreach dot com or just uh, check out some of these documentaries. Well, you've probably by now, after many years doing this, you've ministered to women who have made that uh, difficult and sometimes regretful choice to, to have an abortion. Talk about Rachel's Vineyard and your involvement. Is there hope and healing for some of these women who are ridden with so much guilt? I am one of those women. I had two abortions, one coerced and illegal. The doctor did it prior to abortion being legal without even explaining the procedure. And then I had a legal abortion in 1973 after Roe versus Wade passed. Uh, interestingly, my birthday is January 22nd. Roe versus Wade passed on January 22nd, 1973. And then I had a miscarriage because of harm that was done to my body through these procedures and these chemicals and drugs and surgeries and things. And so I went to Rachel's Vineyard myself and I received healing. God, repent through repentance, God has forgiven me. I know I'll see my children one day in heaven. And uh, I was so angry at the lies that had been told that it has been therapeutic for me to do what I call tell the truth and shame the devil. And so there is hope, there is healing, there is forgiveness. You can then become silent no more, whether you're a man or a woman who regrets or has been impacted by abortion. God forgives us and he strengthens us. And that is my personal testimony. How can a woman attend one of those retreats and where are they located? Just go to rachelsvineyard.org or silentnomoreawareness.org. And that information is there. If you need help and healing also at silentnomoreawareness.org, you can put your zip code in and it will direct you to not only the Rachel's Vineyard Healing, but pregnancy care centers if you're faced with a very critical decision. Well, thank you for that encouraging word. Last question, can you talk about this book that you've written, King Rules? I guess it's a inspiration, you know, kind of a leadership manual. Well, those wonderful rules, I think I can say them quickly. Make home a priority, serve your family, 
get a good education, guard your heart, defend life, fight for freedom, care for the needy, work for peace, build the beloved community and find your joy. And for the young people, if Uncle ML could tweet. Well, there you go. You can find that book. It's available at alvitakingministries.com. And we so much respect you and appreciate everything that you've done. Thank you for this interview. And we're gonna take a short break. When we come back, we'll have another segment with Father Frank Pavone of Priests for Life. You don't wanna miss that. We'll be right back. Making your voice heard in our nation's capital. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Introducing FactsCongress.com. Do you care about politics, defending pro-life causes, traditional marriage, and religious freedom? At FactsCongress.com, you can create any petition to Congress, and we will convert your e-petition instantly to real fax paper on your congressman's desk. And the best part? It's free. Once your voice heard by multiple congressmen at FactsCongress.com, we can blast your petition to all 535 congressmen and senators instantly. And you don't even need a fax machine. Not only do we deliver your petitions instantly, but with our dashboard feature, you can quickly recruit friends on Facebook and Twitter to co-sign your petition. Do you care about a particular cause? You can build a virtual army of supporters at FactsCongress.com. Do you lead a church, faith-based organization, or PAC? We can even help you do fundraising. It's free. Just visit FactsCongress.com and try it out. Make a difference. Sign any petition today at FactsCongress.com. FactsCongress.com. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Chaps. Thank you for watching PIJN News. Father Frank Pavone has been a guest on our show in the past. He runs Priests for Life out of New York City. Welcome back via Skype. Father Frank Pavone. Nice to be with you, Dr. Chaps. Father, we've talked about priestsforlife.org and your ministry to end abortion, which is you know, a growing movement across America, not just in the Catholic Church, but I think you know, the, the pro-life evangelical church and, and many Christians have now taken a stand to defend innocent human life since the 1973 Roe versus Wade uh, decision. Can you talk about, about generally the health of the movement over the last few decades? Are we getting stronger or are we losing steam? We're certainly getting stronger. I see it because I get to travel to uh, approximately four states every week. I'm, I'm my, my suitcase is never unpacked. And so I see the grassroots excitement, the strength. And I think that strength comes from, from several places. First of all, as you referenced, this is truly an interdenominational movement. On the day of the March for Life in Washington, for instance, we've got a we we, we help to run an, an interdenominational prayer service in the morning that brings together clergy and laity from denominations of practically every letter of the alphabet. So this really is bringing the people of, of God, the disciples of Christ, together. Uh, but secondly, the, the other dynamic is that young people will have the awareness that they could have been aborted. Uh, and who really are speaking up for themselves, aware of being a survivor, have an unstoppable motivation to bring an end to abortion. Uh, and then they also see the pain that it has brought to their parents, aunts, uncles, uh, brothers and sisters. It, 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 we have a, a more pro-life generation than ever precisely because of their felt experience of how bad abortion is. And then tied with that, we've also got the men and women who have lost children to abortion 
and who are, because of that experience, witnessing to others that this is not the path for an individual or a nation to take. And this is our campaign called Silent No More. But because of that, uh, that experience that abortion is a dead end, the movement is stronger than ever because people are learning from experience what we teach them philosophically and doctrinally that abortion is wrong. It corresponds to the experience of the people of our day. So we've got a very strong, very diverse, and very experienced movement when it comes to the pro-life effort. Now you and I have many friends in common in the pro-life movement, and our viewers may be surprised to learn how many prominent Roman Catholics are active in the pro-life movement. For example, uh, what has your interaction been over the years with Ambassador Alan Keyes? Oh, Alan and I have been together on many occasions. In fact, we did some bus tours together, uh, speaking uh, prior to a number of, uh, of uh, important elections. Uh, and he is, of course, such a great orator and a great thinker, and he inspires all of us. Uh, and uh, yeah, we have, uh, we have done a, a lot of things together, and uh, he's just got such a beautiful spirit that I really, uh, really appreciate. And uh, many years ago uh, at Notre Dame, there was a big protest against President Obama speaking there. And I met for the first time Norma McCorvey. Talk about her. Yes, Norma is the Jane Roe of the Roe versus Wade decision. Actually the plaintiff who won that case and nevertheless today is completely against abortion, wants to see the case reversed and wants to see an end to this child killing in America. Now Norma and I have been very good friends ever since uh, she was baptized by the Reverend Flip Benham, another, uh, another friend and, and colleague uh, who heads up Operation Save America. Uh, he baptized her in 1995, and that's when I first uh, met her. Uh, and then three years later, she asked me if she could become a Roman Catholic, and I received her into uh, the Catholic Church. Uh, again, that just came from, uh, from her. She had some experience of Catholicism in her younger days. But now she and I are in touch all the time. And uh, I ask our viewers to pray for her because, you know, the wound uh, that she has experienced by being part of all this uh, is a very deep wound. And, um, and, and she, does, uh, she does still feel the effects of that. Uh, but she's a great woman and uh, is completely on the pro-life side. Another hero of the pro-life movement over the years who later converted to Catholicism is Randall Terry, who I met at Notre Dame. Yes, Randall has, uh, has really brought a lot of people into the movement over the years, uh, and he and I have been close uh, uh, as well. Uh, as the founder of Operation Rescue, uh, it was a pivotal moment in our movement because he did something that I always try to do as well, and that is to bring the, this issue down from the abstract level to the very concrete level that there are children being killed on this day in this place, and we need to be there to try to save them. So Randall has done a lot. He's done a lot with his writing, with his music, with his talks. He continues to nourish people in their pro-life conviction through his internet television show. Another man that I met was the late Father Norm Westland. Here's a Roman Catholic priest who has been arrested and jailed uh, you know, almost a hundred times, priests thrown in jail for for <laughs> taking a stand for innocent human life. Do you remember him? It's it's uh, yeah, I sure do, and uh, it, it's an upside down world, isn't it? When uh, <laughs> we get arrested for trying to save life instead of taking life. Uh, but Father Norman Wesland 
boy, he was really, really, again, for many people, such a source of inspiration, including for me. Because, uh, again, he brought this down to a very, very concrete level, that the actual lives of these babies being taken, it was front and center in his mind all the time. Uh, and uh, a great, great example. Again, he has a lot of writings, too, that are very, very um, uh, fruitful reading for, for people that want to delve into this issue. And finally, a guest that we're going to have on the show, Alveda King. Yes. Uh, now, Alveda King is the niece of Martin Luther King Jr. Of course, you and I both know her uh, personally. Uh, she is the uh, full-time director of African-American outreach for our organization, Priests for Life. So she works very closely with uh, priests and very closely with our association. But actually, she herself... Uh, is not a Catholic. Uh, she is, uh, of course, a Christian, deep follower of our Lord Jesus, uh, loves the Catholic Church as well, uh, and is, is becoming more and more known uh, to many of our, of our viewers and people in our movement as a great advocate for what she calls the civil rights movement of today, the pro-life movement, working for the equality and protection of these children in the womb, just like her uncle and her dad and the whole civil rights movement worked for the equal protection of African-Americans. Well, thank you, Father Frank Pavone. I so much respect your ministry within and outside of the Catholic Church. You have a nationwide influence, and many of our viewers should know uh, what you're up to. How can people contact you again? People can contact us at, online at priestsforlife.org, and they'll see a link to all the different parts of our ministry. Uh, and may I say, we honor and respect and thank you for your witness to the Lord Jesus, uh, to his holy name, to the freedom to pray in that name. Thank you for all that you've done. All of us at Priests for Life uh, salute you and look forward to continuing to work with you. Thank you. Our guest has been Father Frank Pavone. We'll be right back after this short break. This is PIJN News. Can I take a moment to ask you to donate today? There are such important battles that we're fighting and winning around the country to defend religious liberty. How much is the right to pray in Jesus' name worth to you? Well, to me, it was worth a 16-year career and a million-dollar pension, which I sacrificed to defend Jesus Christ. I'm asking you to call us today, toll-free at 866-Obey-God, and make a donation. How much would you pay to defend religious liberty? Would you give $10 or $20 or $100? I bet there's some people who are watching who can even give $1,000 today just to help us stay on the air, to broadcast this into people's homes, to organize these petition drives, and especially, we spend thousands of dollars organizing rallies around the country and petitioning legislators. Please call us today at 866-Obey-God and give the best pledge that you can give to defend religious liberty and take a stand for Jesus Christ. We can't do it without you. Please donate today. Our thanks again to Alveda King and Father Frank. Please visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org and donate if you can or call us toll free at 866-Obey-God. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 9, everyone should give what they've decided in their hearts to give, for God loves a cheerful giver. God bless you in Jesus' name. We'll see you next time.
Chaplain Klingenschmidt is a graduate of the U.S. Air Force Academy who earned his Ph.D. in theology from Regent University. As a former Navy chaplain, by taking a public stand for freedom of speech and religious expression, and by sacrificing his own 16-year career and million-dollar pension, he was vindicated by the U.S. Congress, who changed the law and restored freedom for military chaplains to pray in Jesus' name. Dr. Chaps not only defended the Constitution, but his petitions have helped change the law in 10 states, restoring freedom to pray in Jesus' name. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll free right now at 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.